You're listening to The Love Yegg Show. If our city could talk, these are the stories it would tell about the people, places, and passion in Edmonton. We interview difference makers in our community. Please welcome your hosts, Sherry Beauchamp and Jesse McCracken. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Love Yeg Show. My name is Sherry Beauchamp, and I'm here with my co-host, Jesse McCracken. Hello, everyone. And we have a very, very, very awesome guest today. Her name is Lena, and she's from the Kaleo Collective. Hello. How are you? Great. How are you? Mm-hmm. Very good. So can you tell, we know you from, you've been to the Lexus event that we had. You presented mm-hmm. to our crew that was there. So we kind of know a little bit about you. Uh, can you tell our viewers sort of uh, what you guys are all about? You guys are up in St. Albert? Yeah, we service really the greater Edmonton area. So home base is St. Albert because that's home for me. And we work um, serving single moms. So we help women um, to come together, to build community, to gain access to resources, and to really help them thrive in um, a great supported environment. Very good. Very good. Yeah. So um, I can only imagine that this time has sort of uh, been very crucial for, for the people that you work with. Obviously, we're into like maybe week three at the time of this recording of you know the pandemic and sort of everything that's going on in the world what does that look like for you guys well we have definitely been busy um we are serving more moms uh than we were before uh like just about double so definitely the need is is there single moms right now uh they're looking for support they're looking for connection they're looking for um they're looking for a place to contribute, you know, they're at home and they're by themselves and they're looking for ways to help one another, which is really incredible. It's, that's the benefit of being part of a community is that it's not just a place for you to receive, but it's also a place for you to give. And these women are so generous and so supportive of one another. It's been really beautiful. Um, it's been hard too, you know, like they're, they're dealing with a lot of, of challenges and, to be able to come around them um, and support them at this time has been a real, a real great gift. So we've actually doubled our, um, our service offering. We are running not one, but two single mom support groups throughout the week. Um, and every night I go on to our private Facebook group and I do a mama's bedtime story. So I read to them every night at nine o'clock, they get their kids to bed and then they jump on and we hang out for a little bit and uh, I read them stories. So it's been a really beautiful time, even though it's challenging. Mm-hmm. So how did, um, where did this come from and how did this get created? So I had my son Austin when I was 16. And as you can imagine, being a teen mom was, was challenging. And I was a single mom for eight years before I met my husband and got married. And so I've always had a soft spot for single moms because I understand their struggle because I lived it. Um, and I, I just love to help people. And this is a real natu- 
real natural fit for me because my heart goes out to single moms because I understand the life that um, and the challenges that they're leading. And so I started running an event called Love You Mama just before Mother's Day. And it was just a way to give back to single moms. And from that grew a beautiful charity. And now I get to work with them every day. So can you tell us um, who you guys are, are serving? Like who is, what kind of single moms, you know, come, come for services? So we are so blessed to have women across an entire broad spectrum. So we have young teen moms all the way through to women who have adult children. Um, they all are looking for support in different areas of their lives. And perhaps the most beautiful thing is that they're all able to offer different wisdom and advice. You know, we're very multi-generational, which I think is so beautiful because somebody that's younger has a different kind of wisdom that they can share with somebody that's older and vice versa. And especially because everybody's situation and circumstances are unique. And yet there is this beautiful common thread that runs through everybody. And it's this desire to grow and to be resilient. I mean, these women are resilient. You couldn't even believe the things that some of them have lived through and endured and are able to raise strong, healthy, beautiful children in the midst of it. It's so inspiring. So I'm inspired by them every single day. So the ladies that come into your program, like they don't just have newborns, like somebody could come into your program after going through a life altering um, change and then come into your program with older children as well. Absolutely. We, if you, and I guess this is a great point as well that I would like to mention is that um, some women aren't single technically, you know, they have a, they have a partner, but that partner may work out of town for long stretches. And so they're parenting on their own for, for periods of time. You know, if you have um, a spouse that's in the military and they've been deployed, like we are here for anybody that, um, that considers themselves a single parent at, for, for periods of time. And, and even we have some moms that would be living with a boyfriend or would have a spouse. But if, they identify as a single mom of their children. They are responsible for raising their children. Even if they do have some, um, you know, a, a partner, maybe that partner isn't the children's father and doesn't take that active role with them. Um, then we are here for that. You know, we just, we just want to help women that want to, um, that want to be in control of their lives. And um, how do the mamas hear about you guys? Is it through their friends or wh where can they find you? Like how would somebody know to, to reach out? So we don't spend a lot of money on advertising just because we're, we're a small charity. The money that we have, we make it go as far as we possibly can. So advertising is not something that we do much of. So most people find out about us through word of mouth, through, um, you know, women that have been a part of our program that will say, oh, I've got a friend who can really benefit from this. And I think right now with everybody sort of being digital and online, um, the word is actually getting out even farther because women now are not being um, constrained by their physical location. So we can, we can help moms and support moms virtually all over the place and not just ones that can drive to us for, for programming in the evenings. Mm -hmm. So women are finding out about us through other women and we couldn't be more, we couldn't be more happy that they're recommending us and referring us to their friends. I love that so much. I, um, I worked online myself for like 
over a decade. I've been remote working is when I had a job, like a job. Um, and so to watch sort of the evolution of everybody who had their own way of doing things, which was obviously totally working for them to mm-hmm. kind of switch over to doing the online stuff and kind of like doing more zooms and doing more of that stuff. I think yeah. it's been really cool to watch um, the way people are connecting and still leveraging. People are still connecting, even though we're physically distant, they're still using the tools and the technology to really actually in some cases, you know, grow their relationships to an even deeper level. You guys yeah, and we've, we've had moms that have, um, like one mom came up with a game of cat and mouse in a car. I think she read about it somewhere online, but so a bunch of us met in a parking lot one day and we covered our vehicle with balloons and streamers. And we basically, ba- we basically played hide and go seek in our city. So one car would go off and give like some hints about where you could find them. And then the rest of us cars would scatter and we would be racing to the next location. So the women have not only come together online, but they're also coming like together outside in safe ways. And the, the introduction of Zoom into our world is totally new. We had never run any programming online before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we saw the value in running it face-to-face. And when forced to pivot, I guess you do. And for us, there's been some really beautiful outcomes from that. Because, like I said, we're not, we're not forced, um, we're not constrained by physical location to help serve women. And we've got, um, we've got the ability to break off into little, like, conference groups, you know, on Zoom. So you can do that sort of small group, deeper discussion type of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. It's been That's a great, awesome. great thing for us. Yeah. I actually suspect that coming out of this is that you, the ability to help more people is really going to be like, if it's the, the support and just the conversation, um, you're going to be able to speak with so many more people uh, just based off of the, the digital yeah, exactly. platform. Yeah. We have, we have found that, you know, when, um, you know, when life serves you lemon, you make lemonade. And we have, we have found that there's been some really beautiful gifts that have come from this. Of course, we are actually all extremely excited to get together in person. And like a hug. Right. It's like, oh, I can't wait to get together and actually go for coffee or let our kids play. You know, our kids mm-hmm. love each other. And yeah, so it's been, uh, it's presented in a unique set of circumstances. Is that we are running um, our support, not just the support groups, but we also have the single mom resource course that we're that we are creating to be a digital offering, and that will go on the twenty first of April. That will start, so that will be neat again because people can join in that might not have otherwise been able to. I love it so much. So, what are all of the programs that you guys offer, just so that people can can uh, learn more about you? So we have the single mom support group, which right now runs Tuesday evenings and Saturday evenings. Um, We actually are running those a bit later than we would typically do, um, you know, if we were meeting in person. So we operate those between nine and 10 o'clock via Zoom. If we're meeting in person though, we meet 5.30 to 7.30 and we take care of the children. And oftentimes we'll do dinner together and things like that. So that's one of the things that we do. And then the single mom resource course is another one of our programs. And that's an eight week course um, that 
we bring in subject matter experts and there's a teaching and they give women really practical skills and tools uh, to help them with the hard things about being a single mom. So for example, we, um, we talk about um, time management. So what are some tools that you can implement to make the little bit of time that you have um, to make it bigger, to make it, you know, um, so you Expand can it. economize your time. Exactly. Yep. Uh, we talk about how to take care of your mental health. We talk about meal planning, budgeting, you know, some of the things that aren't necessarily as fun, but we, um, we give women tools and we help support them in learning how to implement them in their lives. And they make a huge difference. And right now, um, the course that we have coming up, we're getting tons of registrations for it because more than ever, women are saying, how do I get some systems in place in my house to make things just run a little smoother? Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing that maybe a silver lining in, in some of this is like those moms who are like running around trying to do this and that and be the, you know, follow a schedule and try to do all the things in a day. Now maybe they have some more time to do some of this stuff where it's like, okay, how do I want to systematize this? How do I want to like, you know, and come out on the other side, maybe with a plan or like an, some actions that, that they maybe wouldn't have had the opportunity to do, you know, with this focused time. It's, it's yeah. extra tools, right? Yeah. Just like a lot of extra tools for them on the other side. Yeah. And I think really prioritizing themselves right now is important too, to recognize that it's okay um, in the midst of all of this and trying to take care of your kids and trying to be everything to everybody, that it's okay to take a little bit of time and to spend it focusing on yourself because that has a huge ripple effect through your entire home, mm -hmm. right? So um, yeah, I think, and it's, and it's a great way to connect with other moms too, people that are going through the same journey as you. They mm -hmm. might be at different places on their journey. They might have different circumstances, but the root of it, we all understand we're all single moms. Um, well, I'm not a single mom anymore, but I was, you know, so to come together with women that are interested in growing and bettering their lives, that's really powerful. And then as you're learning the, the tools and the skills, as you guys know, trying something for the first time is hard. Mm -hmm. And so if you have somebody who's going to ask you about it and who you can ask questions, if you're struggling with something to have that kind of 360 support is great. And our, um, and we have a private um, Facebook group and a very active community. And so there's always somebody there who's willing to lend a hand or an ear or send you a funny meme if you need, like whatever it is that you need, there's always a mom that's there to, to help out. So it's nice to have the programming, the support, and then also the community. That's wonderful. wonderful. There's never been a more needed time, right? Yeah, the community, like I said, the, how we all are feeling just, you know, connected, but just like that, that human contact or that disconnect is something that is, I mean, I'm a hugger now like, to everybody. <laughs> so it's like everything not to me, like for me to like go in and like, just like, you know, yeah, smother people. Yeah, right now. air hug. It's yeah, just it's not the same. It's really you know, not the same. <laughs> was it Juliana that we spoke with? And she said that something that her dad did um, that was just like awesome. So he would be like, okay, are you, are you ready or whatever? And so he'd like get her all ready and he'd make her like put her arms out and stretch them as much as she, as she could and then wrap herself with the biggest hug and, and say that he was hugging her. You know, and I've actually done that a couple of times. 
sometimes. And I was like, oh, that feels nice. You're just like picturing somebody that you love giving you like a tight squeeze. Um, so that was something that I actually like really did take from that call that I've, I've embraced. <laughs> For all the huggers yeah. out there. Yeah. My self-compassion is like a really big, is a really, is a really important important aspect of this and physical touch is part of that and so if you have if you have kids then maybe you're getting some of that and you know because maybe you're you're getting that from them but it is it is really important to know that you can also take care of it yourself I love that yeah yeah no I like that too that was from we spoke to her maybe right when this actually all just started is when she was on it was at the very kind of beginning of so how was how was your family hand, handling the change in like what's going on in your house <laughs> so you know we have been we've been coping pretty well and i give a lot of credit to my husband actually he came up with four or five things um, that we kind of use as placeholders in our life and we've been doing them basically since the beginning and I think that has really helped our sanity in here. Uh, so what we do is we do a 10 minute meditation every day. We work out together every two days. Um, some of us are more willing participants in that than others, but we're usually <laughs> all very happy when it's over. Yes. Um, and he started reading to us the Harry Potter books. So my husband and I had never read the books before and uh, we have a trip to Disney World in February <laughs> that we're hoping we can go on. So we thought it would be a great time to start the Harry Potter book so that when we went to Disney World and, um, and Universal, we could do Harry Potter Land and it would be you know, more, more meaningful if we'd read the books. So uh, we've completed book one and we've watched the movie. So that was exciting. And we're still we're on book two now. And, um, and the kids are doing pretty well with the homeschooling stuff. Checking up on them for that. So, you know, getting out for walks we've been doing when the weather isn't like bitterly cold, mm-hmm. spending more time in our hot tub, you know, um, we eat together every night, sit around the, sit around the dinner table and we have a meal. And we started this practice of three good things. We do it. My husband's got a little timer on his cell phone that goes off every night. And so we do three good things every day, three, three things that made us happy. Um, and that was a practice that we actually had going into this, which is nice. Cause it's, cause it's kept going and it's a rhythm that's, that's familiar, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have a rhythm that's familiar when, um, you know, everything is a little unfamiliar and we've let the schedules slide a little and then we've come back to them a bit more and you know we're just trying to be gentle with ourselves and with our kids right now as we all as we all maneuver yeah well I like that you said that there's four like anchors you know every day because that does create that bit of schedule that you need you know you shouldn't it shouldn't be so regimented because then it's just going to stress everybody out so having those four consistencies is awesome yeah, and we like the parts of it, you know, like the workout, like I said, sometimes we're not yeah. always as willing. Every, every, every day. Yeah. Every other day, yeah. And I love that you're all reading together. That's amazing. Like story yeah, time, it's awesome. So fun. Yeah, yes. It's, it's fun to be read to, you know, you forget. You forget yeah. that it's so fun just for somebody to read to you, just entertain, just let your mind go someplace completely other mm-hmm. and you immerse yourself in a different space and time. It's great. Very therapeutic. 
and fun. I feel like when somebody is reading to you as opposed to you reading the words, you actually visualize it different. You know, I feel like when somebody's reading to you, you ha- you're like, you can get almost a little bit more creative because you're not concentrating so much on the words. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You, met, you mentioned the three good things. Do you do that like as a family at the dinner table or is that like an end of the night thing or... How do you do that? At the dinner table, that's our, that's our practice, but we have the timer at seven 30 in case we have forgotten or in case, you know, something, I don't know, a couple nights we hadn't even eaten dinner at seven 30. We're like, Oh goodness. Seven 30. (laughs) So yeah, typically it's around the dinner table, but what's also cool is that we have been doing it for so long now that if we forget or if, you know, life is taken off in some way, almost always one of the kids will be like before bedtime, they'll be like, Oh wait, we haven't done three good things, you know? And it's also interesting to see what those three things are. Cause everybody's, everybody is different, you know, and what moments in their life they felt gratitude for could be something really small. Like, Oh, just this broccoli tastes so good. And it's just like interesting to hear like what piece, like just yeah. to go like a little bit deeper is, is interesting. Have you been having lots of um, phone calls, like connecting with your friends on Zoom or FaceTime? Have you found that you've been more social that way or has it been a little bit less? So our very best friends we have, um, so it just turns out that my husband's best friend, I'm also best friends with his, with his wife. So that works out really, really great for us. Mm-hmm. So we have like Friday nights with them. It's like a standing thing. Like we're, we spend every Friday night together. And so we've been desperately missing that. So we quickly, we quickly resorted to the Zoom wine night on Friday, mm-hmm. um, but she's also a nurse and she works actually for the Center for Disease Control. So she's working like insane hours right now, like 11 till seven and then seven to 11, like just, she's working like crazy. So we sneak them in while we can. And then my husband's birthday was the 23rd of March and we were supposed to actually be in Mexico, which of course got canceled. So like, and I had, and I had created a party with our family and friends before we left. So all of that got wiped out. So we were kind of scrambling, like, what can we do? So I made him his favorite, which is this trifle. So it's big. And we scooped some into containers and we put them on our porch for a couple of our friends. And so as a surprise, we turned the zoom on and we all sang happy birthday with the same dessert in different houses. Yeah. So you know, you got to get creative sometimes. So he's still got his happy birthday song. It just, it's a little different this year. Mm-hmm. A little mm-hmm. different. Yeah. The boys Lots had of birthdays. In, oh, sorry, go ahead. The boys had same, a similar thing with a, one of their little friends had a birthday and then Carol's birthday was just on the weekend. So, um, she did like, we did like a full actual spa day in the house. So the boys were like painting her nail toenails and like, so <laughs> it's like, fun in a different way right it's not what you would typically do but you're just making the most of it so it's yeah do what you I got. like all the creativity that's coming along with with the birthday specifically because there's been a lot of birthdays in quarantine I've seen you know yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like it it might not be your favorite birthday but it will be one of your most memorable mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. right totally. because you know if as a kid if you asked my daughter what she got for her birthday last year she might be able to pick out one of the 15 or 20 gifts that she got, mm-hmm. but she will absolutely be able to tell you about this year's birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a memory. It's an experience and it's, 
memories and experiences aren't always perfect, but they give you like, it's a marked moment in time. Sometimes that's what makes them memorable, right? Because they're not perfect. Yeah. So um, if somebody was wanting to um, give back to, to your charity, how would they go about that? And what are the options for, is there volunteer opportunities or what, what, are, what are, which ways can we give back? Okay. So right coming up, like right away for our single mom resource course, you can adopt a mom to put a mom through that course. The one that we're delivering online is, is uh, $50. Um, a donation of $50 will put a mom through that program. Um, so they can donate that way directly through our website. Any kind of just cash donation is always greatly appreciated. Right now for volunteers, we have something called an auntie. And it's kind of like, I'm sort of like the mom of Kaleo. <laughs> I kind of feel like a mother hen over all of these little chicks. And, but when mom is busy, who do you call? Yeah, auntie. auntie. You call an auntie. <laughs> So we've got um, some women who do mentor, who do mentoring of our moms through kind of like being an auntie, right? Just somebody to check up on them and see how they're doing and to learn a little bit more about them. So if you're interested in being an auntie, you can send an email through our volunteer form um, on the website. Usually we need help with childcare, but right now we absolutely do not. <laughs> so um, yeah, so those are the ways that you can that you can donate. And then we have another event that we do just before Mother's Day, our Love You Mama event, which is kind of where this charity came from. Yeah. So this year's Love You Mama event is going to look a little bit different because typically it's a it's a together event where we take care of the kids and we um, and we do like a, a fun little night where the, the kids get to go into kind of like a Santa's workshop and pick out a Mother's Day gift. For mama and they get to wrap it up and then they get to take it home to actually give her on mother's day which is just fun and beautiful um and then we do a spoiling pampering night of the moms but we can't do that this year so what we are going to do for the love you mama event this year is we're going to put together a box with some local products so we're also supporting some local businesses and we will deliver the the packages to the moms so more details about that program will be coming out, but you can keep an eye on it for um, on our website and we will have Adopt-A-Mom opportunities there. Um, and you can see what things your mom gets in her box and we'll, we'll get some cute videos of the moms opening up their box and seeing the, the things and how they can use them. Uh, and also supporting our beautiful, wonderful community. Mm, so nice. I love that. I love that. Like well, I said, it's the improvising. Yeah. <laughs> What, what do your numbers look like? Like how many moms are you talking about that you work with, you know, so we, roughly? Yeah. So we work with about 60 to 80 moms right now. Mm -hmm. um, and it is um, a beautiful, wonderful group of women that are, you know, on a journey of, of learning and growing and improving their lives. And we have got room for more and we would love more. And so if you're a single mom and you're hearing this, uh, get in touch with us because we would love to add you to our, to our beautiful Kaleo family. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So we talked about everything else except for you. We want to know a little bit more about, you know, you mentioned you were a single mom and that's sort of like where the, the um, ideas came from and that kind of thing. Uh, what, what kinds of things you know, what was it like for you going through that process? And, and, you know, obviously there's motivation there, but 
what's the story behind what this really means to you creating this this community of moms i think that you know when i was uh when i was a single mom i moved out as soon as i finished high school and i moved in with two of my girlfriends um we were all just young fresh out of high school and we all needed a place to to live together and so the three of us together could do so for cheaper uh, than we could on our own and you know i i credit those two girls for having created in me um a whole different world and they were just women that could see me it was somebody to say how's your day it was some it was someone to say give me that baby for an hour go have a shower or you know, your boyfriend's beeping his horn downstairs in the car, go down and give him a quick and they kiss, like I've got you, you know? And, and I don't know what I would have done without them. I don't know what I would have done. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I would have found a way, but it wouldn't have been the same. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Mr. Rogers has that thing about when things are hard, look for the helpers. They were my helpers. And so I wanted to be the helpers for other single moms. Somebody to see them and to acknowledge their value and their worth and to see the struggle and to say, you can keep going. I promise you can, and I will be here cheering for you. Or let me step in in this really practical way. I'm going to take your kids to the park for an hour for you. Go have a bath or, you know, and so we don't just, we don't just um, want to create a charity that just provides. We also want to create a group of women who support and love one another. We are building it. It's a family. It's a community. It is a place to be seen and it is a place to um, share and it is a place to grow all together. So we try to help single moms thrive together. That's really what we try and do. And it's intensely personal for me because I had a few key people in my life that provided that for me and it made a huge difference in my life. So we want to provide that difference kind of making for other women in the same position. Those are the aunties. That's where they came from. Right. Your helpers, right? Oh, that's, I mean, honestly, for, for let's say two 18-year-old girls to, to move in with a friend with a baby, they are amazing women, right? Because that would be a big um, feat for them as well, not just you. I think that's awesome to have a little, yeah, your, your was it your, your daughter? Do you have a son young? Yeah, I had a son. I have a daughter as three ladies, three ladies and the baby. (laughs) He was probably like the most loved little guy ever, you know? (laughs) Oh, he was. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm. Sounds perfect. I think that's how we actually have to raise kids. (laughs) You know, if we, I'd be like, anybody want to move in with me and help me, help me. (laughs) I think that's, I went, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I, I mean, it takes a village. And so I think that's amazing. Yeah, I went to a, there's a, there's a place in Red Deer that has a maternity home. And so it's, it's a part of the pregnancy care center in central Alberta. And they've built this two phase living situation and it's beautiful. And I really hope that one day we can do something like that here, but they've got um, a communal um, living place where they've got a bedroom and, or they've got their own bedroom and their own bathroom, but the kitchen and the living room and all of that kind of stuff is, is a communal space. And there's six women and their babies that live there. 
and they can stay in this phase one of care for the first six months of the baby's life. And what was so beautiful about it when I got to go and spend the day there was that there was like one mom cooking dinner, one mom having a bath, one mom taking a nap, one mom sitting in the living room with three little babies and bouncers. And when one baby would cry, that mom would go and get the other, you know, the baby's mom. And I watched it and I was just like, this is it. This is, this is the beauty of that. When you're a single mom and you're in an apartment by yourself, there's nobody to do that for you. Mm -hmm. And what I thought to be the most interesting part was that in this, in the second phase, they live above in a, in single apartments. So that's kind of when they've graduated from phase one and they can live up there for two years. And they have everything they need in that apartment. You know, it's completely self-contained. They've got their own kitchen, their own living room, all of that. But when I was visiting that day, all the moms from phase two of the living arrangement, they were all still hanging out in phase one. They didn't have to be there. They wanted to. They chose to be there because that's where their family was, right? That's where their community was. And I just think it's such a beautiful picture of like women coming together to, to help one another out. And you know, sometimes it doesn't have to be something big. It's like, mm-hmm. let me watch your baby for you for half an hour. Go have a bath. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. Um, that's a big deal. That's cool. That half an hour of time, you know, you don't realize it until you're like in it and you haven't showered in days and you're like, what, what day is it? You know, and then for somebody to just be like, let me have the baby for like, that's like a game changer. Yes. And we are really hoping that that will be one of the next things that we, that we look at doing is, is starting to build that center that we, that we dream of building where women can live and can be in community like that. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Like I said, I can't imagine, I I do not have children. Um, I hope to here one day, but that's like probably one of the things that I'm most afraid of is just like that, that lack of time for your, for yourself. And it's not even like I need a ton, but just where it's like you no more, you know, and to have somebody that can help you is awesome. I think that's how we all should live in a little commune <laughs> where what we cook, we cook three days a week and somebody else cooks for you a couple days a week. I'm like, can we bring that back? <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Especially I would, I would take more childcare duties, less cooking duties anytime. <laughs> <laughs> it's 50, how we, it reminds me of how we live at the lake in the summertime. Like, right. you know, someone cooks breakfast and then the other people cook the, the lunch and then someone has the kids at the bee. Like, it's just like, it, it makes a huge difference to just like have that support. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And actually, you know, it's funny. I do think that coming out of this, I believe that people are going to look at living, you know, maybe on acreage is a little bit more, maybe that type of living, not everybody, but some people are going to switch to, to that little bit more of a community style living. I mean, that's kind of even what like that Blatchford community is, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's all like, we're getting back to where it's an actual community as opposed to being so far away from each other and so disconnected from your neighbors, you know? Totally. Yeah. I love what you do. I do. I think it's amazing. And, um, my, my niece actually just started working with me and, and she would love to hear your story as well. Cause her, her mom had her at 16 and like, I have so much respect for her mom. And like, I took my nieces and then she had another one at 18, but I used to take my nieces for like two weeks at a time in the summer. And like, I used to take them for her all the time. And at the time I was just like, so excited to spend time with my nieces. But I always say I was more prepared to be a parent back then than I am now. Cause now I 
know all the responsibilities that come with it. But she would always tell me just like, you don't even know how having like two weeks to yourself, you know, when you have two little ones at home, how, how helpful that was. Yeah. Even two hours. Can yeah. Feel like eternity. It's like, oh, like <laughs> two minutes again. Yeah. 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 It's, no, it's recent. Hey, like it's important to do. Which is part of what's so hard about this right now is that, you know, some of the moms that we serve have got children with special needs that aren't getting, um, you know, the supports that they're used to get and they, they can't send them to school. So they're not getting any kind of a break and they're trying to have to learn how to teach them with these, um, you know, with online learning. Um, and this is probably the hardest part, right, is the isolation. And so we work really hard to make sure that social, that, um, you know, that even though we're in self-isolation, that we're not socially isolated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we've asked every one of our guests is, as you know, we're about legacy and the impact that we're making on the, like, that we choose personally and as a community, much like you guys, um, the impact that we want to leave behind on the community, right? Like, how do you want to be remembered? You have kids, so your great grandkids, your, you know, great grandkids, kids, how do you want them to kind of look back and, and look at what you're creating today? I think that the greatest legacy that I could leave behind would be for people to say that she loved other people well. That looks different at different times in people's lives. What, you know, and that, and it's, and it's our family's motto actually, is we love each other well. And so that's what we strive to do. And that's very much the same. That's the heart of Kaleo is we want to love these women well. And for Kaleo, we hope that, um, that we're able to, to help change family trees. You know, when you can help a woman find her courage and build community and access new dreams and possibilities that she could never have imagined for herself, that change is not just her life. It does not stop there because she's responsible for these other little human beings and they go out into the world in a different way and they impact their friends and the people that they come into contact. And I believe it's how you change family trees. So we are really interested in impacting generations starting one woman at a time that's amazing it's beautiful it is beautiful i told sherry before we got on this call that you know surprisingly through this quarantine i haven't cried at all and then as soon as we get on here i start getting emotional (laughs) (laughs) love each other well i love that so good so good. I, I think your community is so lucky to have you at the helm to be the mother of all, all of, of what's going on because obviously being through it gives you that unique perspective, but also just in speaking to you right now, you, I mean, we can tell that you're just a beautiful person inside and out, right? And so I think, um, you know, going forward through this, we hope that, you, you know, this community that you have is going to be able to connect in different ways and that that's going to make you guys even stronger together. So we appreciate you uh, being here with us today on the podcast and um, we wish you, you know, nothing but more aunties as many as you can handle. (laughs) Thank you. If you were inspired by our show, Please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen and share with friends. 
You can always find show notes at loveyegshow.ca. Keep listening. Keep listening.